Before we get into today's episode, I want to invite you to take my digital product quiz. It's like one of those BuzzFeed quizzes that helps you figure out which Hogwarts house you'd be sorted into, but with a creative business twist. Discover which digital product is the perfect match for your experience, knowledge, or unique skills in less than two minutes. It's quick, easy, and you'll receive a list of my favorite product creation resources. If you're curious about which digital product you'll be paired up with, you can take the quiz over at pimpyourbrilliance.com backslash quiz. Welcome to the Pimp Your Brilliance podcast with Monique Malcolm, a show about leveraging your existing knowledge, unique skills, or passion to build a thriving creative business. I aim to show you what's really possible when you stop letting fear have all the fun and start taking action towards your goals. You can learn more about this show and subscribe for updates by visiting pimpyourbrilliance.com. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Pimp Your Brilliance. I'm so glad that you're here. If this is your first time tuning in, welcome. Make sure you hit the subscribe button in your podcast app so that you're notified when new episodes drop. This is episode number 111, and you can find show notes at pimpyourbrilliance.com backslash 111. I have a question for you. Is fear holding you back from showing up and being visible online? If it is, I want to share a secret with you. When I started this podcast four years ago, it really freaked me out to record on my own. I was perfectly fine doing interviews, but those solo shows made me break out into a cold sweat. I mean, I would procrastinate and wait to the very, very last minute to record them. I was really, really freaked out. This is because recording solo shows meant that I had to stand on my own expertise offer my point of view, share my insights, opinions, and overall try to sound smart. I mean, no pressure or anything. All of that brought up feelings around imposter syndrome, fear of judgment, perfectionism, and it left me feeling very vulnerable. I was convinced that someone was going to burst my bubble and expose me as a fraud. Because what if people hated my voice? What if I received hate emails because someone disagreed with something that I said? What if people found out I don't know everything? Ooh. But spoiler alert, none of those what ifs have happened and I don't know everything. But instead, this podcast has become the main driver of people wanting to work with me and has supported the growth of my business in amazing ways. It has also provided the opportunity to interview people who I admire and might not have had the chance to talk with otherwise. And that is the power of being visible online. And I've used it to build my platform. Maybe you have similar fears that are holding you back from showing up fully in your business. You know that you need to be more visible, but you can't seem to overcome the fear. Well, you know you're my favorite, and you're in luck, because today I'm going to share my six-step process for overcoming your fears of being visible online. These are actionable exercises that will help you dig deep into what's really holding you back and reframe the fear so that you feel more confident. And I swear by these things, a lot of time our fear is blown way out of proportion. And what I'm going to be sharing with you today, you're going to need a notebook and something to write with because some of these are exercises that I want you to put it on paper and see what's going on. And then from there, you can process it and take the next step. 
But I want to go ahead and jump into this because we have six steps. I have a lot to share. Beware, I shared the outline for some of this episode with my friend Alicia. She was like, girl, you snatched my edges. So fair warning, if you don't want your edges snatched, well, then you don't need to listen to this. Otherwise, grab some castor oil and put them on your edges because some snatching is going to happen. So step one is identify the root of your fear. And most of our fears fall into one of three buckets, fear of failure, fear of inadequacy, fear of uncertainty. Here's the thing though. None of these are actual physical dangers. They're all internal, but they produce the same paralyzing effects of not being able to take the necessary action that will move you forward. All of these three fears can be traced back to one single unconscious thought process, and that is the belief that you are not good enough. And on some level, you believe that you are not up to the task of handling what comes after a failure, feeling inadequate, or uncertain. You've convinced yourself that you can't do hard things. But guess what? You've lived through all of those hard things before. And you are more than capable of handling them. I know this. You know this. The fact that you survived this long already is proof enough that you have it in you. You can handle it. You can do these hard things. So you're going to use your past experience to dig deep into the root cause of your fear. So I want you to grab a notebook and do some stream of consciousness writing. This is you just writing unfiltered. You don't edit. You let your thoughts pour out on your page. And I want you to start with the question, what am I afraid of? Is it a fear of failure? Is it that fear of inadequacy? Is it that fear of uncertainty? And then a few other questions that you can work through. Where do those feelings stem from? Try to identify examples from your life where you felt those actual feelings. Am I holding on to feelings associated with past failures? Am I comparing myself to people on the internet? That's a big one. Are my expectations realistic based on my abilities? And if not, how can I scale back my expectations so that I can meet myself where I'm at currently? This is a really good exercise to work through because it helps you to externalize those fears. By seeing your fears and the associated feelings written on paper, you can process them and then you can do something about them. And a lot of times our fear about being visible, especially in our business, doesn't even have anything to do with our business. You know that you are smart, you are talented, you have something amazing to say. But a lot of times those fears are from past things. I know for myself personally, I am a very tall woman. I'm pretty sure I've shared this before on the podcast, but I am six feet tall with no shoes. And I'm not even the tallest person in my family. I have a brother that's 6'7". My son is taller than me. My, you know, I have a lot of tall people in my family. So being tall is not an anomaly to me because I grew up in a tall family. Everyone's tall. This is just the way that it is. However, people on the outside have spent a lifetime projecting their feelings of inadequacy or being short of shorter stature on me. And that really affected me growing up. And and it took years to work through 
that constant projection of people, both men and women, men especially, they, listen, if you want to see a man come unhinged, <laughs> let them meet me and have a conversation about height. It's a whole thing. But I share that to say that I used to feel very uncomfortable having to show up in spaces because I didn't want people to stare and look at me. I, I used to want to shrink and hide because someone always had something to say about my height. And that made me feel very, very uncomfortable. There were always eyes on me. However, I realized some years ago that that is an advantage. It is one of my strengths because I'm never going to go to a place and just blend right in. I, I couldn't even if I wanted to. It's physically impossible. And so I have learned to turn that, those feelings um, into something else. And so that's kind of the idea behind this exercise is to really dig into where is this fear coming from? Because it's probably not even something directly associated with your business. There's something deeper there that, that probably has existed from childhood or from earlier years of your life. And so I want you to try to unpack that and figure out what is this about? Why, why do I not want to show up in my business? Am I feeling like something from my past? Someone said I wasn't smart or I wasn't talented enough. Is that really clouding what's happening right now? So that is step one. Step number two, get real about what not being visible is costing you. And this, my friends, is where I'm going to have to snatch a few edges. So hold on to them. Have you ever thought about what is actually at stake when you let fear run the show? We tend to believe that by shrinking ourselves and not taking up space, that no harm is being done. But that's not true. Here's what not being visible online is costing you. The opportunity to attract your ideal clients. The opportunity to successfully market your products and services. The opportunity to charge premium prices for your work. The opportunity to collaborate with others who could increase your network and reach. The opportunity to shatter your revenue ceilings. And the opportunity to make the impact that you want to make. And I want you to sit with this list for a moment. Seriously, go to the show notes and read the list. It's there. Those are some big consequences. We don't always recognize the cost of our fears. And ultimately, the price that we pay can be greater and more disruptive than the feelings of those fears. I've said in the past, you have to choose your level of discomfort. So do you want to be uncomfortable showing up online and having people see you? Or do you want to feel uncomfortable knowing that you could be doing so much more and your business could be so much better? Either way, you're uncomfortable but you have to choose your level of discomfort. Shrinking yourself and minimizing your gifts because of fear has a much larger price tag attached to it than you have even imagined. And then the thing about visibility is there's a compounding effect. Those who are most visible don't have to work as hard to expand their visibility. They already have the attention of their audience and a network. This is why you see them mentioned in every conversation and every opportunity related to their niche. If you notice, it's the same names, the same people all the time, the same people in the summits, the same people in all the news articles, it's the same people. 
it's going to take more work and effort for you to achieve those same results because you're not as well known yet. And that's why it's very important for you to work work out your hangups now and start working to increase your visibility sooner rather than later. You don't have time to waste. So think about it. What is your lack of visibility costing you? I already gave you a list of things you may want to come up with your own. But again, write this down. See it on paper. Step number three, write down the worst case scenario. Our fears are great at playing up excuses, distorting the truth, and blowing our feelings out of proportion. Most of the time, things are not as bad as we think they are or have made them out to be. What excuses are holding you back from getting visible? What would be the worst case scenario of you increasing your visibility? I want you to write that down. And here's an example. Let's say you wanted to start a weekly live video series. What is the worst thing that could happen? It would probably be that no one showed up to watch your live stream. And while that is possible, you'd live. You could go back to your planning board and you could make a plan for attracting viewers. Then the next time you decide to go live, you'd be armed with that knowledge of what didn't work so that you wouldn't repeat that same mistake. Taking it one step further, you can think of a few ways that you could minimize the likelihood of the worst case scenario happening. You already have a list of possible negative outcomes. You made them up in your mind. What things could you do to lessen the possibility of them actually happening? Going back to our example of starting a live video series, you could promote the series ahead of time and suggest that people sign up for notifications. You could also ask a few of your personal cheerleaders to show up for more support the first few times that you decided to go live. When you look at it from this perspective, the worst case scenario isn't actually that bad. It's pretty manageable. And if you're feeling extra saucy, try writing a list of the best case scenario. Because why does the worst case scenario need to have so much emphasis and so much brain power? What would be the best case scenario of you showing up in your business? What would that look like? Make a list of those things. Step number four, lean on your strengths. Stack the deck in your favor by figuring out which ways you like to show up and engage. There are many ways to boost your visibility online, and you don't have to participate in all of them. So where is it that you feel that you really shine? What are you already confident doing? Find ways to lean on those strengths and build them into your plan for increasing your visibility. If you're great at writing, pitch yourself for guest writing opportunities on larger platforms. If you're great at speaking, pitch yourself to speak at events, both live and virtual, or on podcast. If you're great at teaching, collaborate with your creative neighbors on webinars and summits. And if you're great on video, get into regular live streaming or launch a YouTube channel. Leveraging what you're already naturally good at will lessen those feelings of fear because you already know that you can do them. You already feel confident in your ability to handle them. So build your plans to increase your visibility around those strengths. Leave out all of those things that you feel shaky on. You don't actually have to do them. You can skip over them and just focus on what already makes you feel really good. Step number five, practice showing up afraid. Fun fact, you don't have to completely eliminate your fear to take action. 
I know that we want to be fearless, but sometimes that's just not realistic. You can still do it afraid. And yes, it still counts. Taking action builds your confidence. And this makes it possible for you to do things that were once very hard or scary. If you think about it, it's like riding a bike. The first couple of times you rode a bike, you probably thought it was the scariest thing ever. You didn't want your parents to take the training wheels off. But eventually, as you got used to riding the bike and you grew your confidence, you wanted those training wheels off. You wanted to ride farther. Same thing. Think about the first time that you shared a piece of content online. You probably imagined all types of negative outcomes. I shared the ones that I had. I really thought people were going to show up and be like, you dumb. And then that was going to ruin my life. But that hasn't happened. And once you get the hang of creating and you share content, you eventually felt confident doing more. And after a while, it didn't bother you to create because you knew that you could handle it. Same thing with anything that you're doing online. The first few times are going to feel scary. You're going to feel like someone is going to judge you. You're going to have all of these negative thoughts about what could happen. But just don't worry about it. Practice doing it afraid and keep going. This podcast is now four years old. And I was doing a lot of this afraid, but I kept going. Because it is the practice that counts, not how you feel. So don't worry about feeling afraid. Do it anyway. And then my final tip, step number six, is give yourself grace. We don't give ourselves nearly enough grace. And you may have had big plans to show up and show out online this week, and maybe it didn't quite happen. And that's okay. You are deserving of grace, even if you are a raging perfectionist. I know this because I have been one. Running a business online is one giant science experiment. And every failure is a chance to rewrite your hypothesis. If you fail once, try again. If you fail twice, try again. Each failure, you gain knowledge and you gain experience, which helps you improve for future attempts. So always give yourself grace. And the bottom line is, you can't afford to hide if you want to build a successful creative business. It's just not going to work. You have to have courage and you have to be visible. And that takes courage to put yourself out there, to put your experiences, your insights, your point of views out there. All of that takes courage because there are very real people who are trolls, who want to tear people down and want to say negative things. But nothing that a troll has to say is nearly as valuable as what you have to say and as of what you have to share. And I want you to think about that. Is somebody saying something negative about what I've shared more powerful, more impactful than me showing up for my people and serving them in the way that I feel is best? No. So you have to get outside of those fears because what you want most for your business is truly on the other side of that fear. So be bold, friend, be bold and go out there and be visible. Figure out some ways to grow your network, grow your audience, because I want to see you on these lists of people on these Forbes lists. And I want to see you on summits and I want to see your writing in 
all of the online digital magazine blog spaces. I want to see it. Okay. So that means that you have to do your part. And that is showing up as your boldest, brightest self and feeling confident enough to be visible online. So that was a lot. Really quickly, going back through our steps. Step one, identify the root cause of your fear. What is really at the core of what you're feeling? Step two, get real about what's not being visible is costing you. So every time that you shrink yourself, what does it cost? And it's costing your business real dollars, real opportunities. Step three, write down the worst case scenario. So how bad can this really get? And on the flip side of that, how good can this really get? Number four, lean on your own strengths. So what are you naturally good at? Try to plan your visibility around those things. Stack the deck in your favor. Number five, practice showing up afraid. Just take the next step. Do it afraid. It still counts. And then number six, give yourself grace. No matter what happens, just know that you can start over. You can try again. And when you do, you're going to have more knowledge and experience to help you improve in the future. So I hope that this episode was really helpful, that you will take the time to do the written activities, the written exercises. As I said before, show notes have all of the questions that I shared, and you can find the show notes at pimpyourbrilliance.com backslash 111. But take some time to go through this, and I would love to know, how are you doing? Did you do some of these exercises? Did they reveal some really powerful things for you? Did this give you the permission, the courage to go out there and be visible for your brand and and really show up online and wow us because I know you're brilliant? I want to know. If you want to give me feedback on this episode, you can always hit me up on Instagram at Pimp Your Brilliance. DM me, comment on the, the post for this episode. You can always email me hello at pimpyourbrilliance.com. That's probably the easiest way to get in touch with me. I would love to have your feedback and your thoughts about what I have shared online. Before you go, make sure that you share this episode with a friend. Sharing is caring, helps me grow the show. And honestly, don't you want your friends to be brilliant like you? So definitely share the show. And that's all I have for this week. So until next time, go out there and pimp your brilliance.